Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 231. All right, gold diggers, let's talk about something that usually is pretty hush-hush in the girl boss world. Navigating marriage or relationships when your spouse, your partner, your BFF, or your family isn't 100% on board with your dreams, your ambitions, or your career. Now, it can be difficult to be a woman that is striving for more in her life because sometimes it goes against traditional gender roles or people can question if your priorities are straight and it's easy to feel like a workaholic compared to your peers. So today I am breaking it down as a married woman, but no matter what stage of life you're in, you will likely meet resistance with people you love who don't really fully understand or get exactly what you're trying to do. I'm so excited about today's show. Before we dive on in, today's review is from Jennifer Wagner, and it is titled Practical, Useful, and Highly Valuable Info. It says, all-time favorite podcast ever. While the rest of the world can be hesitant to share the nitty-gritty about strategies that lead to success, this is not the case with the Gold Digger podcast. Jenna literally spills out so much content that I sometimes listen to the same podcast episode more than once so that I can soak it all all in. It is so helpful. The information I've learned listening to her show has propelled me forward and allowed me to reach goals I never thought possible. Thank you, Jenna, for keeping it real and for not being afraid to teach your listeners the how-tos that truly make a difference. Thank you so much, Jennifer, because you're truly making a difference in my life. We say it every week, but take some time today. If you aren't subscribed to the show or if you've never left a review, those two things are the easiest way you can support it and help us continue to grow. So hit pause and do both of those things. And then we can dive on into today's goodness. Are you guys ready? You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru, Jenna Kutcher, will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts, listen in on honest conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. 
Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. Thanks to Daily Harvest for supporting the Gold Digger. Daily Harvest offers more than 50 ready-to-blend smoothies, savory harvest bowls, soups, and breakfast bowls in a single serving cup. Go to daily-harvest.com and enter promo code Gold Digger to get three cups free in your first box. This episode of Gold Digger is brought to you by Care Of, a monthly subscription vitamin service made from effective quality ingredients personally tailored to your exact needs. For 50% off your first month of personalized Care Of vitamins, visit TakeCareOf.com and enter the promo code GOLDDIGGER50. I'll be honest, I never really thought about what marriage would look like as a girl boss. I mean, it can be a little bit different than the storybook we've been told, but that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with it. That said, a topic we've never fully touched on is what to do when your partner isn't necessarily supportive of your career moves or your dreams. Now, thank the Lord, I've never really had to deal with this. Drew has always been so supportive of my career, but that doesn't mean I haven't learned a lot about this topic along the way in my circles of other female entrepreneurs. Gold diggers, it isn't wrong to want more for yourself, for your career, for your dreams, and that might lead to some resistance. People might not necessarily agree in the direction that you're going. However, it is a lot easier to get people on board if you do the five things that I'm going to teach you in today's show. It'll take a little work, a lot of communication, but the results are going to be real. And today I'm going to tell you how to make the most of your relationships as a strong, independent, powerful business woman. Now, throughout this episode, I'm going to use the word spouse since I'll be sharing a lot of personal stories from my life as a married woman. But here's the thing. I want to put the responsibility on you to replace that word with whatever makes the most sense in your life right now, whether it be partner or parents or best friend or boyfriend, whatever it is, I'm putting the responsibility on you. It is up to you to replace that word and make it fit for your life. Okay. You can do that, right? So let's kick things off with some of the objections that you've likely heard, because guess what? I've heard them all. So here are a few common roadblocks that I've heard from my spouse or my family when it comes to my career. Your career change, it's going to alter the family system and the way that everything is operating. It can bring on these feelings of gender role reversal. How does Drew feel about this? Your spouse could be worried about finances or money changes, like who's going to pay the bills or what happens if you fall flat or what the heck are you going to do with your health insurance? Your spouse might feel stuck in his own career and resent that you have found your path. What will it look like if you're pursuing your biggest passions and someone else is just punching a nine to five? Maybe your spouse is scared of this transition and isn't confident it will work. Maybe they aren't your biggest fan. Maybe they're waiting for you to fail so they can prove you wrong. I mean, this can be really real. Or lastly, maybe your partner is just worried that you are a workaholic and that you're going to miss out on quality time and life's activities. And that was not what they signed up for. Do any of these stick out to you? Maybe multiple of them? Chances are while chasing your dreams, at least one of these conversations has come up. And today I'm going to teach you some really simple steps to ensure that these roadblocks are not the end of your growth or your potential. Are you ready? 
So number one, your career change could alter the family system and the way of operating. Has anyone ever heard something like this? I know I have. I remember when I first proposed my grand plan from going from full-time corporate worker to working from home in my yoga pants on my own business, it all made sense to me. But to Drew, it was a bit of shock. Like here he married this woman whose wardrobe was entirely red and khaki. And when we stood at the altar and said, I do, I was a girl who truly believed in my gut that I was going to climb the corporate ladder until the test of times. And now suddenly I'm throwing a wrench in that grand plan and I'm asking Drew to pivot with me and navigate that and change the entire vision of what we had visualized for our future. Like that's a lot to wrap your mind around. And let's be the first to admit, like altering the family system is a valid concern. When you are in a family or a relationship, you have to be aware of how your decisions affect everyone around you. How can you prepare to answer questions before they are even asked? How can you propose a plan that will ease concerns before they ever arise? While this might sound like a really intense topic to start out on, this can usually be solved by getting really concrete in what exactly your spouse or your partner or your family is worried about in you pursuing a big career change. Now, I remember flashback to when I'm 23 years old and I'm telling my parents about this grand plan. Like I'm going to leave corporate America. I bought this camera. I think I'm going to become a photographer. I know I've never taken an art class, but I really believe that I can make it. Now my parents had a lot of questions, a lot of questions and they were all fair. And so I had prepared for that conversation because I wanted them to buy into what I was doing. Having my parents subscribe to my idea and what I wanted for my life was really important to me. And so I anticipated their biggest questions and I had answers prepared before I proposed what my vision was. I thought about things that my parents might be concerned about, my 401k, my benefits package. What would it look like if this didn't go the way that I had planned? How would I know when I was ready to make that leap? I anticipated all of that and I had answers ready for them. Now, when you try and anticipate their concerns or questions, I want for you to really, truly put yourself in their shoes and be fair. Is it a big thing like they're worried about who's going to take care of the kids or how are you going to pay the mortgage or what the heck does funding retirement or tackling debts look like? Or maybe it's just small things they're worried about, missing going to the gym with you or who's going to share household chores. Who's going to walk the dogs? Whatever it is, give people a chance to share what they are really concerned about. Listen. Listen before you get defensive and then really, truly discuss it. You're going to find a theme in this show and I know it's all about communication, but it's so, so, so important when you're trying to get people to buy into your bigger dream or your next idea. It's also super important to dissect each of these concerns and to make a plan for going forward. Are you going to hire a nanny? Are you going to wake up early to help out? Are you going to work late? Are you going to be gone on the weekends? Have a concrete plan of what life is going to look like with this change and make a game plan with your partner for how you will proceed as a pair. 
Now, at the end of this conversation, you want a generalized game plan that both you and your partner feel comfortable moving forward with. It's amazing how useful addressing these lifestyle concerns ahead of time can make the whole transition a lot easier because you'll both go into it sharing the same vision and you can adjust and pivot if needed. For us, we had to look at things like, can I jump onto Drew's benefits package so that we're covered? How are we going to save for this so that I'm not flustering and floundering if I'm not booking the kind of jobs I expect to? We'd have a lot of hard conversations and a lot of what if scenarios, but it totally helped squash some of those fears about what it was going to look like for us as a couple or what it could look like for you as a family. Number two, This could bring on feelings of gender role reversal, especially if you're in a male-female relationship and you are this ambitious female. I remember when my more conservative grandparents came to visit us when we lived in Wisconsin and we were pregnant for the second time. And my grandparents and I, we were all standing around the island. Drew was there and they were inquiring like, so what's it going to look like when you guys become parents? We were telling my grandma and grandpa about how Drew was going to be the stay-at-home dad. And that was his big dream. And I was going to keep running my big business. And I remember, you guys, the looks of confusion on their faces. I mean, my grandma's eyebrows were up to her hairline. And my grandpa just kind of looked down at his hands. And it wasn't that they were closed-minded, but they were just really old-fashioned in the way that they saw a family life. And for them to visualize a house husband and a working mother was hard. And I totally get that. I remember Drew and I just kind of caught each other's eyes and we smiled because we had anticipated this. And honestly, it took us a little time to actually feel confident in sharing those dreams and casting that vision for others because of responses like this. Now we are totally cool with explaining our vision and what we foresee as our ideal lives, which is definitely a gender reversal for some. But not everyone is as easily on board as Drew is. I mean, this guy is pretty awesome. And it truly took us a few years and two miscarriages to really feel confident in the plan that we wanted to pursue. So let's dig into an unfortunately common issue. A classic case of role reversal can be really hard for your spouse. It can be hard for their ego, their confidence. And so let's chat about what I mean by role reversal. By society standards, men should often be the breadwinner. They're the ones going to work. They're the ones cashing the checks. But what does it look like when you as the woman are more career focused? What does it look like for their ego when you're the one bringing home the bacon? How will they be affected as a man when they are married to a strong, powerful, ambitious woman? For me, I have always thought strategically. I've always pushed myself harder than others. I'm never satisfied with personal growth. I'm always looking at what's next. My work style is focused and ambitious and outcome-driven. I'm naturally just this go-getting woman, and I've learned to embrace that. Drew witnessed that early on. Like, I can't say he was ever really shocked because we met as freshmen in college, and we had the same major and minor. Now, I always did better than him in school. He watched me pursue an extra major and take harder classes so that I'd be challenged. And so it wasn't really a shock to him when I showed up in this way in terms of career. It just looked a lot different than we had initially visualized. At some point, you have to face it. 
You being driven is a gift. You're someone who is ambitious, who's always thinking, who deeply cares about her career, who's driven by success, who thinks strategically and goes the extra mile. You're different and that's awesome. But it does take sensitivity and communication with your spouse. This could be a hard conversation, but I urge you to ask the difficult questions. How does it make you feel that I'm moving forward in my career? How do the dynamics feel in our relationship? Where are the power struggles? What are some insecurities that you might have about this? In no way should his answers hold you back from pursuing your biggest, wildest dreams, but they might open your eyes to how he's feeling and any resistance that he might be going through in his own mind. Remember, it's not him necessarily, but it's how society has painted this female-male dynamic for centuries. While Drew has always been so supportive of my career, one of the challenges we were forced to overcome was establishing our roles as a couple when I was the more career-focused partner. We've never been entirely traditional. It took Drew a while to figure out what his passion was and what it would look like for him to pursue it. From the very beginning, I was the more stable one when it came to work. I got a job offer right out of college, and 10 days before a wedding, Drew unexpectedly lost his good-paying job. And so after a wedding, it took him a while for him to figure out what he wanted to do. Actually, he went through a handful of jobs before landing his wine-selling gig. And during this period, it was about two years long. I was the constant one and the one who was mainly responsible for making money. And I wanted him to find a job that he felt fulfilled in. I didn't want to put pressure on him. I was willing to wait and give him time to not just take the next gig, but to choose something that brought him joy. Once he found his job selling wine and we knew he would stay there, then I took the leap into photography. He then took the back seat for a long time, allowing me to fulfill my wilder dreams and support me with a more constant income. Our relationship has been a lot of give and take and conversation about roles and how they evolve over time. It's almost like we're tag teaming each other, like it's my turn and then it's like it's your turn and we just kind of keep moving forward that way, giving each other the time and space and support that we need in order to pursue those bigger passions. Now, looking back, I have always been the breadwinner and I've held that role with pride and Drew holds that fact with pride too. We both grew up in families where our moms, they had their master's degrees and our dads had always worked really hard physical labor and Drew has always respected strong women. It's one of the things I love the most about him. But it isn't to say that sometimes it's a struggle for us to figure out what our roles look like in our lives. Like Drew's work style is way more laid back. He's super content. He's absolutely full of passion, but sometimes he lacks action and it drives me crazy. But here's what the truth is. Where he thrives, I often fail. Seriously, he is incredible at the things that I totally suck at, like looking after the house, cooking, grocery shopping, keeping the dogs happy and walked and alive. And I was putting our health first. 
In recent years, as my business has boomed, he has taken on way more around the house, like paying the bills, booking appointments, keeping us on schedule, taking care of things like vet appointments and dentist appointments, all kinds of things that genuinely help me to function better within my business and in the marriage. To clearly define our roles, it's taken a lot of time and tons of communication and patience as we both have evolved into roles that best suit us as individuals and as a couple. Each of you should write down a list of things in life that you feel drawn to and gifted at. And you should write down the things that absolutely drain you, the things that you dread. Because just in writing this, you might find where your skills and passions overlap and where you can help each other accomplish things better together. Now, number three is your spouse could be worried about finances and money changes. Money. ugh, It's so hard to talk about, isn't it? Like it's awkward. And I'm always shocked at how a lot of couples don't have conversations about money. From spending to earning to saving to debt, it's like this skeleton in the closet that everyone is afraid to let out. From the very, 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 very beginning, Drew and I have talked very openly about money. We were raised very differently when it came to money, and to be honest, it was actually a concern of mine when we first got together. His parents are incredible savers. They're the kind of people who won't fix something unless it's truly broken. And then when they replace it, they're going to pick the best of the best and take such great care of it. It will last decades when it gets into their hands. They helped him throughout college. So he graduated with zero debt. He had a lifeline to his parents when he needed something. Now, my family, on the other hand, my parents always instilled in us that we had to work for what we had. I had three jobs in the summer. I started working before I had a driver's license, and I knew that I was going to be on my own for things like paying for college and clothes and basically anything that I ever wanted, I had to work for. And so I graduated college, and I had student loans, and they were pretty minor considering that I paid my entire way through it, but still, it was something that worried me. Like, would Drew value how hard I had worked to make money? Would he think that it grew on trees? Would he be prepared to take on my debt? Like, these were all things that we talked about really early on in our relationship, and it served us so well. Like, we walked into this and said, here's how this is going to look. Here's how we're going to treat money. Here's how we're going to save and how we're going to spend and how we're going to handle debt. And so when it comes to winning someone over with your plan, you have to consider finances and really, truly look at the numbers. I've shared this on my show before, but I am obsessed with numbers. Numbers give me this sense of confidence. It's like those equations that really help me to understand things better. And spoiler alert, I was totally on math team back when I was in school. I know I'm kind of dorky, but that's okay. But I want for you to think about how your plan is going to look like considering finances and all the numbers that are going to go into it. Are you considering leaving a stable job? Are you sacrificing benefits or a retirement package? Are you needing to invest in the startup phase of your business? This is a major topic that you have to have and your spouse or your partner or your family, they deserve the chance to weigh in on it. 
This is where I will say, gold diggers, you have to have a plan. I remember when I was at Target, I made about $50,000 a year. And I remember scheming up my business plan for being a wedding photographer. And instead of just making the leap and saying, I'll figure it out as I go, I knew that I needed to have this like security blanket. I knew that in order to put in my two weeks notice for a job that I'd worked so hard to get, that I had to have some level of certainty. So I did the math. I crunched the numbers and I said, all right, if I can book 25 weddings at $2,500, I'll be taking home just as much as I am at this job. And so I did not leave that corporate job until I had matched my salary. It was what I needed to know. I have a full year to make a go at this. And then if it all hits the fan and it doesn't work out, I'll have to update my resume and go back into the corporate world. But I'm giving myself one year to really do this. And so while I was starting my business, I used my corporate job to help fund things like buying a camera and buying a computer and paying for Lightroom and all of the things that went into it. And I think a lot of times people go into debt when they start their business. And sometimes it's totally necessary. But for me, I wanted to look at it as holistically as I could. Here we were, we were super young. We were newly married. We had just gotten out of college. We were used to living with nothing. I mean, I remember the days when my bank account had $53 in it and I was still paying $4 for a latte at Starbucks. Like, what was I doing? So I knew that we could live on less for a while. And so I was using my target paychecks to help fund things so that I could get that business started. But for me, having a plan and really looking at the numbers and understanding like this is going to be a seasonal job and you're going to make a ton of money in the summer. And then in the winter, you're really not going to make much. And so you need to plan for these things. It really helped me to not just subscribe to my own belief that I could do it, but to share these thoughts and plans and visions with other people who might be questioning if I'm a sane human being for wanting to make this leap. What I hope to communicate is this, like you don't have to risk everything to find your dream career. Like don't be afraid to bootstrap or to have a side hustle or to get scrappy or to penny pinch when you are getting started. I think so many people jump feet first into the deep end, into a business venture without doing any sort of realistic financial planning. But you really want to avoid conflict with your spouse on this topic. And so you need to do your part. Explain where the extra money will come from, how the financial situation will change, what you need from them in order to make this really work. Just like the daily routines topic, it's amazing how having a concrete plan about this can help you avoid so many problems down the road. For me, I had an entire budget spreadsheet and I said, here's what you make. Here's what I'm going to make. Here's what this is going to look like. And it just helped us to really see what our means were and how we could continue to live within them while we made this transition. 
My daily routine changed a lot when I became a mom, but one thing that's still part of my routine is my daily vitamin pack from Care Of. I love Care Of to help fill in those gaps in my nutrition and fitness and give my body what it needs. Care Of's fun online quiz asks you about your diet, your health goals, and lifestyle choices, and takes only five minutes to find out what vitamins and supplements you specifically need. Then your vitamins get delivered right to your door in personalized, easy-to-remember daily packs, perfect for an online to go lifestyle or for new moms like me who have so much on our minds every day. Speaking of new moms, Care of offers pre and postnatal supplements with accompanying research to help mothers and babies alike stay their healthiest. I love that I could retake the online quiz when my health goals shifted after pregnancy and my monthly packs were reformulated to best fit the needs of my postpartum life. For 50% off your first month of personalized Care of vitamins, visit takecareof.com and enter the promo code GOLDDIGGER 50. That's 50% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins when you go to takecareof.com and enter the promo code golddigger50. Healthy living is so important to me, but as a new mom, my time is scarce and grocery shopping for fresh produce is not always a priority. Thankfully, Daily Harvest has me eating fruits and veggies every day without even trying. Daily Harvest delivers carefully sourced, chef-crafted food built on fruits and vegetables. You can choose from more than 50 ready-to-blend smoothies, savory harvest bowls, soups, and breakfast bowls. Each single-serving cup comes ready-to-blend or heat. Just add water or milk to a smoothie or heat up a harvest bowl. All of Daily Harvest ingredients are carefully sourced for maximum nourishment and flavor. You can actually see all the ingredients when you open up the cup. And the best part is, is that everything stays fresh in your freezer until you're ready to eat it. It just takes one step and five minutes max to prepare. I mean, you can't beat that for a healthy meal. Daily Harvest is the easiest, fastest, most delicious way to load up on fruits and vegetables, and it makes healthy eating habits stick. Head to daily-harvest.com and enter the promo code GOLDDIGGER to get three free cups in your first box. That's promo code GOLDDIGGER for three free Daily Harvest cups at daily-harvest.com. daily Dashharvest.com. Now, number four is this your partner might not fully understand the career switch. So, is your spouse having like a lot of resistance around your new career? Maybe you're like me and you're like, I'm going to climb this corporate ladder as an executive. And then suddenly I'm becoming an artist and running a blog and taking photos, something I had never done in my life before. Maybe they simply just don't understand the magnitude of this career switch or how much it can mean to you. In order to overcome this, it's simple and it's been a theme in this show. Communicate, communicate, communicate. I always talk about finding your why. And this is a perfect time to explain your why to your spouse. Explain in concrete ways why you cannot continue on the path you're currently on and why you need this career move. Share stories, examples, make sure that they are kept in the loop along the way. A lot of times when we're dreaming really big, we have this tendency to hide our biggest dreams because we're afraid of somebody crushing them or laughing at them or not understanding them. But when you can start to share things about maybe how you're not fully satisfied or fulfilled where you're at or how you're super excited about this new thing or this new opportunity or the potential it brings, you want to make sure that you're not surprising them with any of this. Take them along with you on this journey through your communication. 
explain your thoughts, your ideas, the action steps along the way so that they feel included in this plan and not blindsided by you. While this might not solve every issue in this regard, it can create a great opportunity for them to support your transition instead of resent it. I know for both of us, when Drew made the leap to running his own business, we had to have a lot of conversations. Some things were not panning out the way he visualized them. Some of the things he thought he would love, he actually hated. Some of the things that I understood, he had no idea what I was talking about. And so we had to keep that open line of communication so that we could support each other in this. Even if your spouse is never going to work within your business or alongside of you as you pursue those bigger dreams, they have to be bought in to some extent in order for you to really go for it. So what's a quick rule book for honoring one another's work? No matter what they do, you have to be there. Offer guidance, but you can't nag. And most importantly, always be their number one fan. This goes for both of you. Like no excuses, play like a champ. You want to allow one another your freedom to chase their dreams. You need to encourage one another's work. Trust me, gold diggers, if you do this with your partner, they are going to be much more apt to support you in your ventures. I know that when somebody launches a business, so much of life and conversation can be around this business and we can forget about what it looks like to support and show up for our spouse or our partner. I've done this so many times because when you run a business, a lot of times you're by yourself. You don't have coworkers. You don't get to eat lunch with your peers. And so by the time your spouse comes home, guess what you want to do? You want to talk about all the things, all the things you have on your plate, all the things that are stressing you out, all the things that you can't believe happened during the day. And a lot of times your partner can feel left behind or that you aren't supporting them in the way that they're showing up for you. And so you have to learn how to honor one another's work. You also should have your own thing. Like you and your partner have to find your groove and fulfill your own desires while maintaining a level of happiness. Separate interests are a great way to nurture self-care so you can give fully to the relationship that it allows you to grow independently while also growing together. It has been so important for us to have some things that we do independently. Like Drew is on a golf league or I have girl nights or I like yoga. He likes a CrossFit gym. Like it's important that we lead separate lives to some extent so that we feel like we're pursuing things that we're really excited about. So while you may be all into your business, you have to respect the fact that your partner and your peer, they have to have something that they're equally passionate about, whether or not it's bringing in profits. Now, number five is this, your spouse is scared of this transition and isn't confident that it will work. Oh, this is a hard one. Have you ever faced this? Like, have you ever felt like if my best friend isn't even believing in me, who in their right mind would? Friend, you've got to make sure your ducks are in a row, okay? I will make this solution simple. Have the ducks in the row. (laughs) While you can never guarantee that anything is going to be 100% successful, you have to be willing to put in the legwork and be organized. Doing this alone will prove how committed you are to this career change with your spouse. 
Look at every facet of your career change from finances to client outlook, workflow, experience, seasonal money shifts, market research, competition, you name it. It is your responsibility to do your research and to keep that line of communication open along the way. Drew is more traditional. In fact, our families are actually quite traditional. They believe like you get a job, you get a salary, you have benefits, and you never ever give that up or take it for granted. When I look at my grandparents and my parents, most of them have worked the same job for 20, 30, 40 years until they retire. That is kind of what is expected where we live. And there was a lot of resistance and people speaking directly into my personal fears. Here I am taking this leap of faith and I'm terrified, right? Like this is total fake it till you make it world that I was living in. And they're asking questions like what happens if your business fails or what if you fall flat on your face or what if your clients hate your work or what if this just doesn't work out? And it was like daggers to my heart because those things were the things that I was already thinking about 24-7. And having other people, people that I loved and respected and care about, voice those same fears, oh my gosh, it was almost paralyzing. I'm sure so many of you have been through something like that. And you're like, if my people don't believe in me, how is a stranger going to want to hire me, right? And so it can be hard to get your spouse on board with something that you might not be fully invested in out of fear. You need to show that you've done your research. You can open up a conversation about it and convey your missions and clarify what it is you're truly after. By doing your part to get ahead of the game, it makes it easier for both you and your spouse to bet on this career change working. And you want to bet on it together. Use this time to really dig into your why. What exactly are you looking for in this career? Does this fulfill it? Can I shadow someone? Can I invest in education? Can I buy a course that will teach me? Can I get certified? Can I take on a mentor? Whatever it is that proves that this idea is concrete, you need to do it. Not just for your spouse, but sometimes you got to do it for yourself. Like, am I willing to invest in myself in this idea because I know that I will make it work? Because this is going to help you and your spouse decide if it's the best idea and if it will truly add value to your life and work. I think it was so hard when I was first trying to communicate this vision of what I wanted for my life. And it was a vision that looked entirely different from what I had painted for everyone even months before. And when I look at those fears that I had, they were so legitimate. Guys, I still have fears to this day. There are so many fears that threaten to hold me back and I've gotten so much better at choosing faith over fear. But let me tell you, when you are first starting out and you're starting to share what you're excited about, what you're passionate about, what you feel your life's calling is about, and people start speaking into those fears, it can absolutely derail you. And so I want for you to really start to think, what do you want your life to look like? Are you willing to bet on yourself? Are you willing to look at those big, scary fears and figure out what an action plan would look like if they actually happen? Because guess what? When you do that, you remove the power that that fear has on you. And are you willing to create responses to some of those questions that might leave you all teary-eyed and red-faced? For real, are you willing to do that? 
Because if your spouse or your partner or your family is scared of this transition and they're not confident that it's going to work for you, you need to be ready. You need to be ready to go to war for your dreams and the life that you are wanting to pursue. But you have to have a plan and you have to be prepared. Now, lastly, and this one's been probably one of the hardest, is your spouse is worried that you're a workaholic and you're going to miss out on quality time together. This is something I can 100% relate to. Like, what if your spouse is supportive of your actual career change, but they're worried about how it's going to impact your relationship? Do you have type A workaholic tendencies? Like, I'm raising my hand over here. This is me. And this can be really hard on your spouse. If you're busy chasing the next thing, writing one more email, getting back to one more Instagram question, your spouse might be really worried that this new career change can distract from your relationship, from your marriage, from time with family. This is a really valid concern. Like nearly every career change comes with some big time demands. You want to ensure that you have a solid grasp on the how, the when, the what of your new role. What is it going to look like? Will you be traveling? Will you be working at night or on weekends? Are you going to be working as a side hustle in addition to your full-time gig? Whatever that option is, you want to ask yourself, how is it going to fit into your life? And you also want to think about how is it going to affect the person you're doing life with? On my third year as a wedding photographer, I booked 30 weddings. And if you are in the Midwest, you understand that our wedding season is pretty much April through October. And so I had 30 weddings in that six-month time span. And I remember Drew would come home from work, and I'd still be in my PJs, and I'd still be in the same place as when he left. And maybe I'd eaten lunch that day, and I was stressed and frazzled, and I never even lifted my eyes from my computer to talk to him. And I remember entering that season of total burnout when I realized that every yes I was saying to my clients, to my work, to that email was a no that I was saying to him. I mean, you guys, I could not leave the house without bringing my computer with. I was working every single day. Like I had this fear of falling behind and it impacted a lot. We said no to family weekends. I wasn't present when I was with others. I thought that in order to be successful as a business owner, you had to be busy. And I wore busy like a badge of honor. I was so proud of how busy I was until I almost had a breakdown. I was so burnt out and Drew was driving me home from a photo shoot and it was a Sunday night and I fell asleep in the car and I was just weary. Like my soul was just weary and exhausted And I realized like something has got to change. This is not why I started this business. This business is running me. I am not running it. And so Drew and I had this conversation and I was like, I cannot do this anymore. I cannot do this anymore. If I have one more year like this, I'm going to be done. And so we talked about like, what would it look like to go from six figures back to 50K? What would it look like to cut my wedding workload in half and serve half the clients, but get back 15 weekends a year? What would that look like to have boundaries and say no to double headers or no to long destinations away from home? And so we talked about it and we agreed like it would be better to get less money and have more time. Like time is our currency. And we weren't subscribed to that until we realized that I had no time. 
And so while there are undoubtedly busy seasons of life and there are going to be slow ones too, it is so imperative to look at your new role, to map out a timeline, to discuss all of this with your spouse. How will you make time for each other? What will this new schedule look like? You want to make sure you're discussing this and having open conversations because it's going to help you both transition into this role and avoid conflict down the line. And let's be real. Some of us girl bosses need the occasional reminder to shut the laptop and jump on the couch and put on some bad TV and cuddle. Like, am I right? I look back at that season and I think that Drew's fear of me being a workaholic was absolutely fair. And I think I didn't even give him the opportunity to share that because I was like, this is what it looks like. This is what hustle is. But you can work smarter and not harder, my friends. And I'm absolute proof and evidence of that. So guys, there you have it, Gold Diggers, a real look in how you can navigate relationships and marriage and career growth as a boss lady. You can be strong and successful and still be fulfilled in your relationship. You can be both. And in the end, you need to remind yourself that you don't necessarily need permission from anyone to chase your dreams, but having someone rooting for you can make the whole process a lot easier and a lot more joyful. There are going to be difficulties, hard seasons, and total pushbacks in creating your dream life, but you just have to work on balance of work and of play because it's not always easy and you're definitely not alone, but it is always worth it. I hope that in sharing some of our personal stories and what it has looked like as we've navigated having someone leave the corporate world and do this entrepreneur thing and grow this business and to do so as a couple as we've gone through every obstacle together, I hope that this sheds a light so that you can help navigate those relationships with a little more grace and a lot more ease. Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And hey, if you have a friend that might benefit from listening to this episode, or maybe you want your spouse to tune on in, send them a link, share this show. I would be so honored to be in someone else's earbuds today. I'll talk to you guys super soon. Until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger Podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you.